And the side door. Good speed. go welcome back everybody episode five the magic car path ride a little gloomy day out here in san jose california thanks again for joining us my name is zach malosh to the left of me my good man ryan westfall hi thanks thanks for coming guys it's good to be here again thanks everybody for joining us uh this has been a pretty crazy week watching the stats jump up and down on our uh on our host site, mm. there's a lot of uh, a lot of listeners out there, which was has been surprising. So thanks again, everybody, for the love and support. Yeah, we're having a good time doing this, man. This is, yeah. this is great. It's gloomy. Um, let's get let's get right into it, man. Let's just uh, we just, the tournament just started. Some yeah, farmers, bro. Not so gloomy is the beautiful uh, region of San Diego, California. Yeah, is it ever not beautiful in San Diego? Oh man. Have you have you guys? I don't frequent there. No, I know you went I, out there. And oh, you played Tori. Oh, I played Tori, and I frequented. I frequented. I summered in San Diego. You did. I yeah, the beach yeah, house. We, we summered there. Uh, yeah, shout out to the Shore Crew, dude. To the Campbell Shores. You know who you are. You you know members of the family around here. Uh, San, yeah, we used to go and get a beach house in San Diego and spend a week there, and it was just constant debauchery and just great times and great weather uh and volleyball and and, mm. and all mm. kinds of nefarious activities it was it was glorious man san uh, diego's a beautiful place how was uh how was playing tory pines tory pines is a beautiful course i i, we, I mentioned it um, briefly on the last album i did i think i played well um I, I played there with gilbert uh shout out to gilbert spanglo my boy uh, you need to get your ass back on the golf course. Mm. Uh, and, I was thinking about him the other day. Yeah. We had some good rounds together. No, we're going to do this. We're going to meet him halfway. Uh, he, he He's a dude I grew up skating with and snowboarding. And, uh, we you know, he kind of same thing, man. He started golf late and just got really hooked on it. And he got really good really fast. And he's got some, you know, great looking swing and good game. I'm sure he's rusty right now, but he needs to get his ass back out there. Do you guys remember what you shot? Um, I was in the I was in the eighties. I was in the low eighties because I, I I remember putting it on, dude. That was a good one. It was we, a beautiful day and we, conditions. Yeah, to set the stage, we uh, Gilbert and I were working together for a little bit. I was um he, he was giving oh, that's me a right. that's yeah, and we'd go down to L A. and do these jobs. But I loved it because he'd be like, all right, I figured it out. We got to work at this place and then this place and at this place over these three days. I picked out this course, that course, and that course. So it was it was fun, man. The work. I remember you guys did that. Yeah, yeah. and 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 uh, Tori was one of the cappers. We were at one job, and we had to drive far out. We're like, so here's the deal: we could play at this random, you know, desert Rocky Mountain, you know, trap course that's in this weird part of the L.A. Valley, or we could drive, uh, you know, like an hour and forty minutes if we get off at this right time, we could catch at three thirty-five at Tori, mm. which is a decent price. It's, I mean. It, you got to keep in mind that's like San Diego's Muni course, dude. Right. That's like their pride and joy, and it's public and and it's a pretty decent deal. Uh, it's yeah. actually a remarkable deal considering what we pay for the shit out here. Yeah, and if you're local, it's even better. Yeah, what's the rate? It's oh man, I think they get it like 60, 80 bucks sometimes. Yeah, it's like yeah, oh, well, not sometimes, all the time. But I think it, I think it fluxes through between the two. So I think it was just good vibes, and uh, and so I was playing pretty decent. Um, the first couple of holes are were, were, were tough, but then I got into a groove. That that third hole, the, the classic par three that you're mm. looking right down back at mm. the ocean. 
Um, you know, it was a long wait, but what a what a good place to wait. And anyway, in any case, um, well, the boys are back at Tory, man. Yeah, Tory, San Diego. Uh, who who's in the lead? I think, uh, well, notable first of all is Keegan, Tiger's three back. Tiger is three back. Uh, Keegan Bradley. That's a on the list. He always kind of peeks up here. He's like a turtle head. Yeah. When you got to poop, like he just kind of pokes up here and there. Hey, here I am, guys. Yeah, and then he'll fade away. Yeah. You want to see me do some weird antics with my eyes and like my neck and like run? He's got a really funny. Shout out to his shoe game though. His shoe game. Oh, the Jordans. Yeah, he always rocks Jordans. He does rock Jordans. Him and uh, Pat Perez. Yeah, Pat Perez, uh, who's a PXG guy. We'll get into PXG in a minute. Uh, Rory yeah. McElroy from Northern Ireland. <laughs> Rory McIlroy, uh, he's one back, and then we got some other hitters. Um, Bubba's up in the leaderboard. Leishman, Horschel, um, John Rom, who were I don't know. I'm not a big fan of John Rom. Yeah, after he snubbed Lex at the at Pebble Beach. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I get it. It was Saturday or Sunday, Easy. but yeah. you know, don't invite people to the pro am if you can't touch anybody yeah. on Saturday. I I can understand Sunday late in the round. Yeah. Well, oh, and at the time, John Ron, like, who was John Rom at that time? Who was he? He thought, he, he thought he was something, yeah. that's for sure. He knew something was up. Um, but yeah, so, I don't know, it should be a pretty banging weekend. Do you think Tiger's got a chance? Yeah, he plays good here. He does? Yeah, he plays great here. I, I, I all, Even when he was kind of playing bad, I was thinking, uh, he's always got a shot here. Uh, and the weather looks good for the rest of the week. Yeah. So those those Sunday afternoons uh, in San Diego, he usually he usually prevails. So um, oh, can who'd you oh what's that? Can I share my uh, one one last little Tiger Woods story? Yeah. Uh, okay, I gotta give a shout out to Marujo, uh, my friend. Now I've golfed with him a couple times. He's a uh, seventy something, um, and he walks every. I see him out there. He's got a good swing. Um, at I saw him at Crystal Springs. Uh, but he has the greatest story, man, a Tiger Woods story. Uh, we were talking about, you know, like just when I was getting to know him, playing with him randomly, paired with him one day. So he, he just drops it kind of, you know, humbly and just, yeah, yeah. So I played uh, when I was playing at um, uh, uh, Olympic Club, not Olympic Club, Harding Park in San Francisco. And who does he get paired with? Tiger Woods. Just randomly. It's like 1994. Tiger's, you know, a youngster. He hasn't even started at Stanford yet. Uh, but the hype was already there. Everybody knew it was about his amateur, um, uh, you know, record already, and his quick rise to fame. Especially in this area, you know, in these parts, you know, we we knew about Tiger when he was still yeah. a kid. So this dude gets to play a whole 18 holes with Tiger, and he's got a few stories about how he hit a five iron out of a bush onto a green on a par five, and and made an eagle, and you know, just you know, was getting hounded, and he didn't even want to play with the guy. But his friends like, you can't pass up on this opportunity. You got to play with him. So he got to play around with Tiger Woods. A few years later, amazing. He's he's at uh, um, some a, a celebrity event in San Francisco. It was either at Harding or Olympic. I think it was at Olympic. He mentioned both of them. So he's walking up the green and he's in sight view, and he, Tiger just goes, "Oh, hey, Marujo!" Hey, recognizes the dude. They just random that he played with, and he's like, "You got to be kidding me!" Hi, hi. Hi, Tiger. Yeah. You know, and it just, like, so he just amazing. he picked him out. He saw him, and he just called out and said, "The, the guy's a, a memorable guy. He's a likable guy, which is why I had to give him a shout out." But I don't know that that that's a pretty cool Tiger story. That's I love, all I guess. I love the picture you guys sent me. Yeah, uh, I posted it on my uh, my my account at yeah. Tiger Picks Instagram. 
Uh, but both with Giants hats on. Uh, yeah, it was, was great. A good, good pick. Great. Speaking of, uh, well, to close out Tory Pines and this beautiful PGA event, I probably won't be able to watch it. I got to figure some things out. <laughs> Our normal streaming broadcast of the Golf Channel is now just Golf Central as of today. I oh, man. man, I don't know what happened, dude. Uh, maybe a little backstory. I've definitely kind of ping ponged in between using people's accounts, streaming stuff on Firestick, this and that, just to keep up with the PGA. Bro, you're just a product of the new age, man. Uh, just don't, why pay for TV, man? You don't need to pay for TV, especially Golf Channel. Like, come on, dude. You and stream everything. You you've been a master at that. I'm actually I, impressed I'm, how you've I'm managed to host all the tournaments and yeah. football games and golf tournaments and shows. And but you you haven't paid a a provider in, in years. years. Nah, yeah. never, never, never again. I like your style. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, these idiots, they now again have caught up to the times. And before I was on, on Firestick, I was streaming through um, like the NBC app. Right. All right. And it turned into gold. So then basically it just means you have to pay for it. So there goes Golf Channel. Oh, yeah. They just okay. So then I hook up the sling. Finally, I'm like, cool, golf package. I got I got Golf Channel all the time. You know, I'm paying whatever a month for this. Shout out to my cousin, Jay. And um, the, comes, uh, the other day, I'm watching something, and then we turn it off for a bit, and I go back to check something out, and the whole format's different on Sling. And it's telling me I can only add things for $25, anything golf-related. Now, if I'm, I, I know I'm mistaken, because I never read the fine print. I just lose my mind first. I... Could have, could have swore it says I can only add tournaments at twenty five dollars a pop. So essentially, now what you've or been, shows or series you what you've been getting, you just now have to pay twenty five dollars a month for now. Yeah, and what I'm not understanding is right. Do I am because the way it looks on on TV, it's like or on the screen is like because Faraday popped up and I was gonna I clicked on Faraday and it said add Faraday for twenty five dollars a month for this series. <laughs> so I'm paying for series. And tournaments, it seems like, right? Or, yeah. but I get it. They're trying to strong arm you into getting the PGA Tour package, which is probably twenty bucks a month now. You know, you, that's just what you're gonna have to do now. I guess. Yeah. I guess. Tip, your free ride is over. I, I guess it was, it was gonna have to come to an end. But all luckily, the things come to an end, like my gym membership did after eight years. <laughs> so, I uh, it, it it's kind of bittersweet. I've, I've had a good run. I'm not gonna lie, yeah. but I'm very frustrated with the PGA as far as that goes, because it's not fair to to broke guys like me. C- cable is ridiculous, man. I've I've had the Comcast for a long time, and I've been I've been like just spoiled by it because it's just a little bit too convenient. Because you know, just like a dumb, you just pick up the robot and just go moving. You just you just anything you say, you just get it instantly. Um, but it's expensive. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So we'll figure it out. We'll have, I mean, you know, we're not going to go without live streaming anything in here. Yeah. For we'll, sure. So I just wanted to bring that up. Hopefully somebody uh, somewhere out there knows somebody and can tell them that I'm very frustrated with this. And there's real fans out there that watch golf that can't afford that shit. Um, a lot like our outrageous uh, tea time prices in the Greater Bay Area. Uh, so leaving it there. Uh, we're going to jump into, uh, I don't know, something Ryan's been probably, uh, we, I think we need to get into it. We both agreed it's not really outdated yet. And well, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, leaving the pin in? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, I don't know, bring it bring it to light because 
I think I just don't know if everyone's used to it yet. Maybe. Well, I, I think it's still a new rule um, that you know, if, if you're not familiar, uh, in to remarkable historical event, leaving the pin in was okay while you're putting since 2019, right? So it's been a full year and some change that uh, people have tried to adjust or acclimate to leaving the pin in, and I don't know what the you know, what the consensus is. I have certainly started leaving the pin in all the time. Um, I don't take it out ever. And, yeah. And I, that that wasn't an instant change, but it, it but it's only not, faulted you once. Yeah. No. No. It'll get you every once in a while, but yeah. I think you know the statistics concur that it will help you more than it'll hurt you. Yeah. And um, and let's be let's be frank. Yeah. None of us is you know. Us non-pros, we don't really have to pay. I mean, there's thousands of times I've just been like, leave it in. Like, I don't care. Yeah. In, I don't care if I'm on the green or not. Oh, yeah, just before the rule kicked in. It's yeah, not like no anybody would be like, what are you doing? You but, can't cheat. Yeah, yeah, now, yeah. But the first thing I noticed is that, no, especially us group of friends that golf together, like, no one's even mentioned it. We just haven't taken the pin out, really. And sometimes I'll ask, like, on an uphill, something like that. Yeah. I'll, I tried to attend that one that you got banked off <coughs> on the... At Baylands, which is a metal, a metal oh. po- metal post, and it just went bing and yeah, shot that one out forty me. yards. Because that one was so dead center. The only way it was not the pit, the pin was going to hurt it if it was absolutely dead center because it yeah. hit off and bounced straight away. It was obviously dead center because it smacked yeah. off that thing. Yeah, but that's uh, I think yeah. it's a huge deal because it, it literally is changing um, the dynamics of the game because there was a whole you know the pulling the pin and dropping it on the ground and. And and the sound, it's different. This, you don't that same that pure sound, like just you know the sound of a ball falling into a hole. Yeah. It's altered now because if it pins oh, in, yeah. and that's weird because that's a sensory connection that we have with making a shot is when yeah. you hear that sound. Now, now it's now just that like sound a tick. Yeah, it, you're, it's different. It'll be. Yeah. It'll never be the same unless you constantly leave the leave the pin out. And I'm sure that we'll run into golfers and you know whatever your feedback is listeners like you know uh, now nah, i'll always take the pin out and you know for putting or now nah, i was already leaving it in before or a lot of things and this was me for a while is it depends if it's a four foot uphill left or right maybe i'd take it yeah. out or boulder creek it, like how the pins always slant when it's on a hill definitely you know they always kick down and now when i get to number seven at baylands i'll take that pin out because that yeah. hole got me before or something uphill, like that and it was like a double tier uphill yep you know you wouldn't even think I don't know. There's something about it. Some people say they aim better with it, or like I don't know. I can see that. the mental. I can see the mental aspect of it. I think that's a big, big benefit is the aiming because you, no matter where you are, you see that stick just right there in your peripheral. Yeah, I don't. You know, and I don't. I don't even necessarily agree with that myself because I. I don't. I'll look at the hole, but then I'm. I'm mainly looking at my read from then on out. Like the only time I'm thinking about the hole is when I'm actually hitting the ball, and short distance. Yeah, short distance. Short distance. Yeah, short distance is is kind of weird. But then the other thing is, I guess I'm naturally a freaking lazy person, so uh, it's easy to acclimate when you're doing less movements and just never having to pick the uh, the flag off the ground and put it in and worry <laughs> about that at all. It's just like it actually probably speeds up the game by a few minutes. You I, know? Yeah. Not nothing drastic, you but know, and, little and, things like that. When they said that, I didn't really. I don't fall for that. I mean, you know that's, I mean, that's cutting, that's splitting hairs right there. But yeah. yeah, and I met this this dickhead on the course one day. Like we were, I was just randomly golfing with somebody, and the group in front of us was pretty slow. 
this guy was just yapping and he was like technically when the when the pin's in the hole we can hit you know and i was just like i get it but yeah. they're still not off the green like you still got to be courteous and so that just always hearing that in the back of my head and now that like sometimes they're walking like you're just on the green the flag's always in you really got to watch when you're on the tee box is what yeah. i guess i'm getting at but i don't know it's not like par threes are 400 yards <laughs> and you can't see who's on the green right so but yeah that's an interesting topic it's always it always lurks in my brain uh wasn't bryson the guy that he was all about the pin when uh leaving the pin in when they came out with that right oh for the tour yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. bryson was... he loved it yeah there was a few people that instantly just started leaving it in right away he was definitely one of them yeah mr S- the mad scientist yeah uh, well, what's up with the bryson the beef man Oh, Bryson and Brooks. Well, there hasn't been anything. Has they there? did call it off. They called it off. Yeah. Uh, did they like publicly call it yeah, off? Yeah. Bryson came out and was like, "Hey, you know, whatever. Ugh. I don't take it personal and this and that." So it, it didn't. No even... more beef. Well, you know why? Because you know what? He, there is more beef that Bryson is eating. If you see him, he's getting <laughs> back to get a little chunky boy again. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, he don't get those abs no more. <laughs> That's what he wanted. Yeah. That's what he said he was coming back with in in the twenty twelve. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Uh, big, what is it with, um, and you kind of mentioned it too, what is it with, uh, PXG all over the Tory interview? Oh, I saw, no, it was, it was, uh, it was a Faraday. I think it was Faraday that was interviewing. I just saw that. Oh, Faraday live from Tory this week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, PXG, if you're not familiar with it, it's like a Parsons Equipments, uh, something like that. It's the, uh, uh, oh, yeah. Oh, there it is. Parsons Extreme Golf. So some billionaire guy founded this company and he just, you know, he spent hundreds of thousands of dollars doing research for years to figure out the best golf iron that there is on the market. And I'm sure that they're really good and arguably they got to be great, right? They're made, you know, after What's the guy's this, name again? Uh, Bob Parsons. Bob Parsons, yeah. Bob Parsons. Uh, sounds like he's one of my relatives from Oklahoma. Range. Oh, yeah. Um. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but it, but what's crazy, if you're not familiar, they are freaking expensive. Now, golf clubs are expensive. Um, you know, Titleist and Callaway clubs are, you know, expensive. And the top-of-the-line tour player clubs that every every major company releases are, you know, they're like $1,000 for a set of irons, right? right, right. Um, $350 to $500 for a really good driver. Mm. Um, you know, 200 to $300 for a really good putter. Uh, top of the line, Scotty Cameron's maybe go three fifty, and then some. Some Scotty Cameron putters get into you know insane prices, but th- those are your top of the line prices for for most of those these clubs. Uh, PXG are freaking like six times as much as that. I mean the iron sets are in like the two to three thousand dollar range. The drivers about a thousand dollars. Putters about six or seven hundred bucks. A three wood seven hundred and fifty bucks. Is it really worth it? Like. I don't know. I man, I, I to be honest, I couldn't even answer that question. I think I've maybe hit like a fifty-four. I hit a driver, and I didn't give it enough time. And I, you could probably say the same. Didn't get enough time yeah. with it to really judge. Uh, our boy, our boy uh, uh, Mo, shout out Mo. He 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 picked up one of those drivers, and I did hit yeah. it, and I, and I I crushed it. It was an because it, it's a different feel, so it's really hard to gauge after you know one swing, two swings at a driving range, but it's just man those. The price tag is is insane. And My initial assessment kind of is it's like a cross between a Callaway and a Titleist. Yeah, 
and well, like, it was all the best things of it. It was there. Uh, it was it was the guy from the senior product designer from Ping was who um, um, and and one this other PGA Tour guy Mike Nicolette um, was a pro in the seventies and eighties. They they're kind of like the overseeing the development of the clubs. Um, but they got a you know nice little team. Uh, you know they got Zach Johnson, Billy Horschel, Ryan Moore, uh, Pat Perez. Pat Perez, yeah, another yeah. one with the shoe game. Yeah, that that's that's the, the the Jordans definitely. Did you know Pat Perez? Not only is he sponsored by them, he's sponsored by Bill Murray's clothing line. Yes, Bill Murray's clothing. line. So he's line. rocking Jays. He's got the sponsors, man. I think so. He's a you class know, act. I like that guy. There you go. Yet another connection to skateboarding. I always used to love the pros in skateboarding and the sponsorships that they decided to have because it was all about the sponsorships. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, you know, who, who's your shoe sponsor? Who's your board sponsor? Who's yeah. your clothes? It's so funny that I, I'm so into that on the on the PGA Tour, like who their shoe sponsor is, who their club sponsor is. I love to pay attention to what all the pros yeah. wear and have. Yeah. Yeah. And and I want to, I would love to hit a set of PXG irons. I'd love to be able to just go and like play any iron and any. My girl, uh, Jarena Pillar. Jarena Pillar. There you go. PXG. And her, uh, speaking of Ping, her man, that's who uh, he rocks with. Who, um, Ping? Yeah, Martin. Martin Pillar, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Correct. I mean, it's uh, you know all the clubs are the same. Um, Him or Hunter Mayhan, I can't remember. They both look the same. I, w- I wouldn't even you know like Wilson Staff. I bet you their top of the line set of irons is is a great set of irons Keegan. to play with. How's Keegan doing? He's still in the lead. Uh, probably. I don't know. Yeah. I, are you yeah. a Keegan guy? I don't. I don't care for him. I'm just gonna come right out and say it. Oof. I've gone both. I've gone a different number of ways with Keegan. He's interesting. He's somewhat polarizing because of his strange little like you know Tourette's fucking on the box like the look man and his look back and then he stares down I mean in the club twirl and then he walks back and then he walks to the ball and then he walks back it's bizarre to see um he's good he's got a major championship he won that PGA he's the uh nephew of a uh, great LPGA player player Pat Bradley right uh or no yeah. nephew yeah 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 it's, it's his yeah. aunt it's his aunt so um know. you know he, he looks like Ben Affleck He's strange, but I like him. Um, I root for him. I don't know. But he, what about that beef he got in with uh, Jimenez? Remember? Jimenez. At the... Uh, oh, what was it? It's been a while now. I don't know. It's been a while. It was, was. A, pre- a President's Cup. Or no, no, no. Ryder Cup. It was Ryder Cup. Was it a Ryder Cup? It was Ryder Cup. You don't talk to my caddy. <laughs> you don't talk to my caddy. Uh, that, hey, you know, but hey, Keegan, dude, that was good. That was a good move. Yeah. I respect him for that, to be honest with you. Yeah. he puts. I, I put him in a different level because of that. I want to. Who do you think would win in a fight between Keegan and Jimenez? Is that is would youth and persevere and uh, and and crazy antics persevere or would experience and hot Spanish blood uh, persevere? I yeah. wonder. Oh man, you know what? If Keegan, just judging Keegan right yeah. off the bat, he for one looks like an old man abuser. Yeah. Okay. It's totally, I could see Two, that. Two with with his. Quickness, being younger, he's pretty he feisty. Can, he's pretty quick, and he's got that look that he's kind of maybe a little psycho. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe a middle child. I don't know for sure. Definitely, or uh, at least young, young baby. Younger, yeah, yeah. Got pushed around a little bit. Yeah, but I, I do want to say if, uh, if Jimenez got in there. Well, what if, what if, if he Jimenez, got in there? It's what if over. Jimenez, uh, his his swordsman skills were um, actual, like from training. You know how he. Yeah, maybe he's got a little fencing skills. Maybe he might. He's he a might. dancer, so he might be really quick-footed. You know. Yeah. Um, 
He smokes oh. cigars and drinks a lot. So could you imagine with a cigar just pounding on Keegan's face yeah, while dude. his caddy's trying to keep off the other caddy? Like, I mean, it'd be a good brawl. I'd pay to see it. There's a lot of um, fistfights that I'd pay to see between players on the PGA Tour. Yeah. You know. Oh man, speaking of which, I, I, I sorry to veer real quick. I saw this, and everyone needs to hear this. I saw this, and um, I didn't plan on saying this, so I don't have all the information, but the headline was, a man in China or Japan, right, got in a domestic dispute that's now in court. Okay. Okay, and I think I think one of them wants divorce, and the other one doesn't. And so what the he, I think the male, what the male chose was, and there's a somewhere in their law that this is an option, that they could duel it out with swords. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, could you imagine? I think it was in Japan because I remember seeing in the headline that that's was definitely a, something there was in a, Japan. A, yeah, a decorative sword. Uh, that'd be cool um, if the headline actually said "A man in China or Japan." Yeah. <laughs> so, but I do like the. Uh, so I just wanted to mention that, and I do love the uh, celebrity death go. match, uh, yeah. golf uh, golf player matchup. That, with, that, that's a good one. With irons or not? If it's yeah. with irons, I give it to Miguel. If it's no irons, I I think Keegan it can pounce on him. I think he. I think he's young yeah. enough. He wants to slam some J's on someone's face for sure. That's true. But man. could Keegan keep up with like said DJ or I think Phil could whoop the shit out of Keegan Bradley. Tell you that much. I think Phil would be a good match with uh, between him and uh, Pat Perez, dude. Um, they could duke it out. Who's the king of, of of San Diego? Have you seen Phil's high kicks though? Well, he could kick the shit out of somebody. Phil is like, in like, pretty like, remarkable kick. shape. Yeah. Pretty remarkable, but could he fight? Could Phil fight? I mean, I don't know. Pat I think Perez. I think Pat Perez would would ooh, between Phil and Pat. There's some uh, yeah. athleticism versus what looks to be more of like a pit bull mentality. Um, Does Pat, he have older brothers or sisters? Because if you have an older brother or sister, you're getting the shit kicked out. of Oh you man, we we'd have you know to do I mean? some serious research to really get into some of these battle um, scenarios. Speaking but. of Phil and and battles, uh, Victor, Victor was it? Oh, <laughs> Victor Hovland. Yeah. Promising young player, uh, he took some <laughs> took some shots, huh? I mean, it's not. Do you remember what he said? Yeah, it was all about Twitter, and yeah. uh, base. I just read the quote, so it was like, I don't need, I don't really need Twitter in my life. So I'm assuming there's they were asking him why. Oh, they're asking Twitter. him why he's not on Twitter, right? right? And his response to that was also, uh, I'm not like I'm not having a midlife crisis like Phil, and I don't need the attention or something like that. Wow. Uh, I could look it up real quick to, to paraphrase no, don't it even correctly, worry but, about it because but yeah, uh, hilarious. Here, Shots, shout out to Casey Cope for the headline uh, sent to us, uh, 7 a.m., probably on the uh, border of Colorado in Utah, firing off, firing off knowledge. Be safe. I hope you arrive safely, Cope. Miss you already. Yeah. Um, but, but, but really, though, uh, isn't that what we're doing right now? Aren't we sitting here having a midlife crisis? <laughs> <laughs> Some would say. Shouldn't we also probably start a Twitter but we're account? Not, I know, huh? But we're, but we're not battling having to deal with whether or not we're going to the senior tour or not, you know? Yeah. Like, Phil being the hotshot, shit-talker, gambling motherfucker that he is. Is Phil a presence on Twitter? Is he oh, big time? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, well, he, well, I don't know about Twitter because I'm not on Twitter, but yeah. uh, he is definitely an Instagram king right now. Is he? Okay. Yeah, def- for golfers, I would say yeah. I don't even follow Phil. I'm, I'm, you know, that I, I'm ashamed to say. Should I? I don't know. Is it worth? Yeah, it? Yeah, it's worth it. And uh, he's pretty clever. He's got a good sense of humor. I like dudes who could carry their their. You haven't seen any of the humor. fireside with Phil's? No, I've seen a couple. But okay, so those are on there. Shows him in the gym a lot. I don't know if he's as funny as he thinks, but that's what's funny. Yeah, that's what's kind of funny. We, we probably aren't either, but regardless, like his dance know, moves are definitely like his jokes. Yeah, for that, sure. yeah. They're kind of yeah, they're kind of, not even dry. They're 
That's terrible. Yeah. But uh, nonetheless, I don't know. I don't think those. I think Phil would beat up. No, Victor would would in a slap boxing contest would definitely take out Phil. I think that'd be a good match. Yeah. Um, next week, I definitely want to, and not to foreshadow again, mm-hmm. yet too much. What's coming up next week? Man, these next weeks are so awesome. There's this thing I'm going to bring into play, and we'll touch on it today real quick. But I know this tournament's over, but I'll, we're going to do this. Because me, it's actually kind of cool. Because me and my, my, my beautiful significant other, on Sunday evenings after a tournament, whether we've watched it or not, and mm-hmm. whether or not she really has any interest in that tournament or anybody really... It's mainly just look at look at your boy, you know, this or that, this or that, you know, and she'll take a peek. But we do this. Uh, ESPN proudly shows what everybody earns at the end of the evening. Okay. And so I just like to go through and make some notables. We'll keep this one quick because this this tournament really means nothing, and we're a week past it coming into Tory. Uh, but Landry coming out uh, with one point two as the winner. Uh, answer at second place, 730462000 for Scheffler as third place. And then we'd like to go and jump down to said maybe 40, we'll go in the 20s. Coming in at 21, Americans' favorite, Cameron Champ. Made a whopping 63000 For what place is that? That's for 21st, which was a 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10... 10-way split with names such as Harmon, Munoz, and our boy, Paul Casey. Paul Casey. Wilkinson was in that debacle, too. Okay. Going down into further down the list, some notables, not too much. Uh, I do see this a lot. Sabatini is always down here. God, that won't go away. Yeah, and with that said, coming in tight at 48th, uh, still brought in $16,000. Is that Uh, dead last? No, so this is my favorite part. We always go down to dead yeah. last. And I like this guy. And to be honest, I don't really ever see him on any leaderboard, so this is actually good. Uh, coming in at $13,000. Mr. Every. Who? Matt Every. Oh, Matt Every. Yeah, coming in at 74th place. Okay. Um. Uh, so this is something fun? Just to the... the... The last person to get paid gets $13,000. Correct. And this is what our discussions always become yeah. is because then you start talking caddies and we always guarantee throw in the caddies you, 10%. I guarantee you they spend almost that much probably in, Getting that. Well, in, yeah. in, in, uh, paying for that trip. I wonder what the margin is. Um, like what do you got to win for it to even be financially well, yeah. Sometimes smart to, to go on these tours because you know golf is a really, really difficult sport to make right. money in. It's right. one of the hardest professional sports to actually start generating like income because winning a golf tournament is so difficult. But even getting a chance to win a golf tournament, you know, playing through college and then sponsors sponsorships and exemptions and invitations and it's really difficult. It you know, and I've heard stories and I and I've seen a, a bunch of things like when they interview caddies and you know the the, the guys on like the FedEx Cup and yeah. uh, you know the the mini tour players. They'll do some background stuff on YouTube by their sponsors. And, man, these guys are living like us when we're on the road uh, performing. You yeah. know, they're just, I mean, granted, we don't get $16,000 for last place. Well, you know, but, and, but they're, but they, they, you know, they don't have a guaranteed chance to make anything. Right. That's, you know, people, right. you know, you know, golf has a cut. And if you make the cut, um, uh, then you get a, you get a paycheck no matter what, no matter if you score dead last and get 13000 
Um, but if you don't make the cut, then you paid to go stay for two days and paid for your own accommodations for nothing. Right. And, and as a caddy too, I'm, I'm sure it's a struggle. And, and this is definitely the impression I'm left with is that, you know, what if you get um, a, a player that just isn't doing it? That's a weird feeling to be a caddy and have no control over the performance yeah. and just hoping that the player you caddy for, I mean, you could help him to the best of your ability, right. but ultimately Which is part of your, your fate is in his hands because if he keeps losing... You're just wasting your time yeah. trying to caddy for this guy. And do you jump ship? Which yeah. I, you know, and I, I'd be interesting to interested to hear. You know, it seems like Bones just picked up the bag one day for Phil, and I know Phil had a caddy before that, but who did Bones caddy for before that to even get yeah. Phil's attention, right? Because sometimes that's what you see: somebody loses a caddy, or that 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 player split up, and then all of a sudden, said name has. That guy's caddy or, our buddy, or our, swing coach, whatever. Our buddy Tobin is a caddy up in uh, um, uh, Bannon Dunes um, in Oregon, and he is uh, Steph Curry's guy. He's you know he, he they text each other when I remember. Yeah, him when he, yeah when he comes in, it's funny because I hit yeah. up Tobin in the last championship, and I was uh, I was like, when when are the Currys flying in? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but every time he goes out and plays at the course, uh, he you know he he. he connects with Tobin and they, they go play and I'd be interested to have you know we'll definitely get Tobin on the show and have him talk about yeah we'll have to make a trip out there yeah exactly uh, that'll give us man, an excuse to get and, out there and Bandon, that and shout out to Tobin too and the importance of a caddy <coughs> segueing out of caddies and getting you know their 10% but guys out out in like places like Bandon that loop for a living uh, it was amazing playing Bandon nonetheless right what yeah. an amazing place but to watch Tobin and, of course, paying more attention because that's our buddy. And he's literally caddying for all of us. Not carrying our bags, yeah. but he's literally caddying for all of us. It's a foggy day on the coast. We can't yeah. even see past, like, 100, 100 yards. Yep. And I would spray one. Ryan's hitting down the mill. Whatever it, whatever that scenario was, he was just like, no, you're good. Yeah. Right there to the left. You'll find it. There'll be a little, <sighs> there'll be a little bend, and then you're good. Same with you, Ryan. Just go yeah. up to the left. You'll run right into it. And it was we never played the place. First of all, and after three holes, this fog storm comes in. You know, it was crazy. We played blind, and this guy just navigated through. Number nine, man. Yeah. One of the most oh, memorable man. holes of my entire golf life. Uh, uh, we're we're on number nine, and and it was a treacherous day. That course was just remarkable. This is Pacific Dunes, and um, number nine um, c- coming in. He tells me, "Hey, everything feeds way to the to the right, so you got to hit it way on the left." And I remember being like, okay, so over to this tree. He's like, no, dude, even more, like way over to the left. So I'm like, okay. And I'm, that doesn't look like it's going to do that. Um, and I just hit whatever iron in, you know, it was a pretty decent lie on the fairway. And uh, But I pulled it. I pulled it a le- little even more left. And I was like, oh, shit. And he's like, no, no, that's good. That's good. So it bounces over. It's a blind shot. You can't see where it lands. And it filters over. He's like, you're good. We spent about probably a minute or two looking for the ball everywhere around the green cannot find it nobody had the inclination to check in the hole somebody decides to check in the hole there was and he's like that was it was special he's like man i don't think anybody's ever eagled this hole and it was that's amazing it was awesome that was a pivotal point for me too and that's great you experienced that it and i will say this my love for that place is greater than than i than i even realized because and it just hit me now because my story always is coming into that round is usually, you know, we're on the last leg of our mini tour, right, playing shows. We get a call 24 hours before. We're basically coming back into Portland, 
and we get a call that evening at midnight. Yep. We're, we're, we're pretty much going to trek it home after breakfast or whatever. And our buddy Tobin calls us, calls Ryan and says, check it out. Get out here. I have clubs, clothes. I booked you a show and a hotel. Get out here and come play this Come play this beautiful course. So we get out there. What at the time. Dude. At the time. And, man, I, don't even, I can't get into details with this because it was just amazing. But we get there. The amount of clothes. He lived with a bunch of loopers. And the amount of clothes we got to choose from and the amount of clubs was just endless. We eat we were, three people. He we had, had shoes, pants, yeah. shirts, belts. And enough for five more people. And this is legit golf outfits. When I look yeah. at the pictures of us now, I'm like, look how fly we look with yeah. a complete bag, with a complete set. Yeah. And every iron Take was, your pick, he take said. Your just pick. take your pick. It was the best treatment ever. So, he gave us the Bandon Dunes experience yeah, while we were and there. And then and so so fortunate enough for that, right? Yeah. Like and I remember every moment but coming into that. I wasn't golfing. I had yeah. like a back injury or something at some point, but I was really frustrated with golf. I was just, I was kind of done. And so I just remember, and now I say it to this day, Bannon was a great experience. And especially because I didn't care that day, like about score yeah. or anything, because I always say that it, it was the best place to go and just get my game back. Yeah. Right. Because I hit the ball everywhere. I had to hit it out of, a big old, a uh, bit out of this a big burn. ass rough, a burn, a berm, <laughs> over a, a sand dune. You know what I mean? And just, I really got used to everything again, and just having to deal with that backdrop, and t- <sighs> taking in the energy of abandoned dunes, yeah. and just, and f- it was just trying windy, to fathom man. where I was, and and I had no clue where we were going, and this is what's gonna piss off a lot of golfers right now, is I had no clue where we were going. We did like, appreciate it back then. You just told me this is the number at the time was the number one golf destination on the West Coast. Yeah. It's up there with Pebble. Still is. You have no idea what you're getting yourself into. I had no clue what yeah. Bandon Dunes did. That's yeah. how young of a golfer I was then. And we get out there and it just blew my mind. And I came back and I was just so fixated on golf and just yeah. it just sucked the life and energy out of me that yeah. I just all I wanted to do was golf and be better. Yeah. You know, and again, what a beautiful place to just get your game back out of nowhere. And not even really wanted to golf. Like, I didn't have a choice. We got to book the show. We yeah. got fed. We got to play some amazing golf. And at the time, the rounds were like 400 bucks or whatever. Um, Dude, that place is just insanely oh, expensive. God. And and it's, a, and I mean, it's it's get on a waiting list, go stay there. It's out, it's out in a remote part of Oregon yeah. on the coast. And it like, you, you don't just go and play there. You you make an ordeal. You make a vacation out of it. Yeah. And the guys, the type of guys who get to go out and play there our ballers like you know Japanese and, whales yeah and your boy and your boy Steve from uh, from from Laser yeah yeah Steph you know Curry. sometimes oh. we just fly out there and then you know what are you doing this Sunday you want to play at Bannon yeah. sure and then while we're flying back we just look out and think what are the poor people doing yeah that is a quote that's, <laughs> that's a quote but that's Bannon dude you but that is Bannon and you, you don't know, play fuck, there on dude. a whim um and, and so speaking of like the the uh, waiting list and this is in closing with Bannon that was beautiful I do want to mention this on the way out today. Uh, I gotta hit up Tobin because there is this thing that I saw, and it's the summer solstice, right? It's the it's, it's a, an event they have there where it's like the longest day of the year. There's a huge waiting list for this. Where right? is this? This is at Bandon, and basically really? what what it is, it's called the longest day of golf, right? Okay. And you basically play all the courses in oh one day. Five. Yeah, all of them in one day, right? And you walk them all. Okay. Get the fuck. And out every of time you're taking a shuttle back to another course or whatever, you're in a you're in a van. And they shuttle you around. They have lunches for you, sandwiches. There's breakfast and dinner at the end of the night. And I think it's yeah, 
But if there's a huge waiting list, there's people who's like them and their dads go and they're not going to give up their spot. Yeah, so if you're out there dies. listening and you have the means to be able to go do this expensive venture, go tell us how it is because we, we, we won't be able to. But that sounds amazing. Man. Yeah, so I, I got to ask Tobin, who do I contact to get on that list just to throw us in the hat? Like, I don't even care. <laughs> Let's just all throw ourselves in the hat and that see if a twosome be. gets picked. That and, would be f- but again, amazing. some of these guys on this segment that I watched were just like, I've been on this for like 15 years. Oh, yeah. It yeah. took me 10 years. I just found out about it right now. So, yeah. Right. Dude, and speaking of which, uh, it, so that's that's amazing. Yeah, shout out to Tobin Smith. Um, he, he's the man. He's also, you know, Tobin Smith, who is also really good at Smith Grinds. Really? That. Yeah, well, yeah, funny enough. Go hella fast. Congrats Smith. on the new baby again. Congrats though. on the new baby, the family. Hope and, you're doing well. And, See you soon. And, and sorry, sorry to spit out some more inside knowledge that we have because we know people. We do know people on the inside. Oh, which is on great. the inside mafia. Uh, definitely, definitely, and golf mafia. And um, but I was when we I was driving that uh, quaint little drive through seventeen mile drive with our good friend Cope. She was saying that um, the CEO of Pebble, yeah, had been on the list uh, to get on Cypress for like, or no, was it Cypress? There's a course out there that I think takes forever. But anyway, he just got on after like 20-something years. <laughs> That's how something just finally bursted and he finally got on. So, uh, you know, some people got to wait a, a long time for some yeah. some of these golf things. So I want to get our name turn, on the list. Big shot. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah. I can't remember the Cypress. I think there's another course within 17-mile drive that is just somebody was waiting to get it's on. It's royalty, man. The whole area is royalty. And, I, and again, I could be misquoting. It could be like a, a yacht club or something, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, uh, shout out to our boy, uh, Ken Tamalji. Almost very close to being uh, a mayor of Carmel. Oh, uh, he was so close. Good friend of ours. He's he's laced up in the community. Um, Big well, shout Hopefully out. we get to see him this year. Doesn't make it out too often. Yeah, he I spends know. his time in, uh, I believe, beautiful Palm Springs now, golfing it up, enjoying the sunshine. Yeah. Which, uh, he's, he's a hard worker. He's worked a good, good amount of time of his life. He deserves that. Um, he's got Jim Nance stories. He Who, does. Whoever's he does. got Jim Nance stories. Oh man, oh Jim Nance. Pebbles upon us. Let's get through Tories. Let's get out of here. I can hear my kids screaming and yelling. Um, let's get out of here. We got Super yeah, Bowl we week coming. We got studio tonight. Oh, Our that's where we gotta Frankly go. Oh, is, yeah, is getting down. We're almost done with this. If we could, if we could self promote on our own show, I mean, because that's all we're doing <laughs> essentially, anyways. We are Definitely. Ray Frankly. Uh, uh, the two of us, our, our good friend Phil and, and uh, Matthew Reed on vocals, um, we'll be talking more about us. Uh, but we're in the process of recording an album. That's where we're going to go. We're literally going to shut this down, um, probably have a shot, kiss some off, babies, kiss some babies, get a granola bar, yes. and then go uh, record the rest of our album. And this album's coming out soon. So good right now. We're going to release it. And you're gonna hopefully like it. So yeah, there it is. Well, awesome, man. Uh, thanks again, everybody. This has been a great time, and I'm excited about next week. We've got a lot of big shows coming up. we got some interviews coming. Uh, everybody, thanks again for all the support. Uh, my man. Golf. Head down. Good vibes, everybody. Golf. Adios. <laughs>